listen, you guys have heard me talk about this before. I always, I always claim to be the best three-point shooter in Idaho. Self-proclaimed, of course, right? Um, as it's just kind of a funny joke. But I love following social media channels and, and YouTube channels of those who shoot, like shooting experts. I like to learn from them because I love the art of shooting a basketball. I, I find it to be one of the most important aspects of a game, uh, of the game, I should say, of basketball. And today on the show, I'm bringing on a shooting expert who has experience playing in the prep school realm, the junior college realm, the division two realm. He's now taking his talents to being a content creator and has aspirations to play overseas. He is an elite shooter and he's going to share his journey with us, not just from the content creation side, which is where I found him on TikTok of all places, but also his journey as an actual basketball player, you know, coming up from the, the times of hearing his coach tell him that he wasn't good enough and the work that he put in and, and how he went and sacrificed uh, for the sport of basketball and how he was able to make it through. Um, you guys don't want to miss this episode of the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boost! This is the Game Time Guru podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you, as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson. Just this week, I want to give a shout out to all the listeners because just this week, we hit 97 countries. Uh, 97 countries have heard the show, and that's thanks in large part to everybody who has either been on the show, who has shared the content, who has downloaded an episode, who has left me a review on Apple Podcasts, whatever, right? Every single person who has you know, been part of this journey for the last five and a half years, has been a big part of that. Now, our goal is to try to get to 100. I think it would be awesome to get to 100 countries by the end of 2022. When I started the show back 2017, here right after I graduated college at the age of 20, what was it, 28? Yeah, I was 28 when I graduated college at Boise State. I'm sitting here, I'm like, man, I don't think I'll ever get out of the the area. Like, this will never be heard anywhere. And it just shows, like, you, you just continue to grind, you continue to grind, continue to grind, and uh, big things happen if you actually trust the process and believe in your own work. And... Uh, I have to also say again, thanks to everybody who has supported along the way in some form or fashion, because now started in Boise, Idaho, it's in 97 countries in all 50 states in the U.S. Huge thing. So I appreciate everybody for that. And again, I'll just ask if you guys have an Apple device, like an iPhone or an iPad, whatever it may be, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because it helps get the show out to more people. Now, today on the show, dude, we're talking to a I'm not even going to call him a TikToker, but I'm going to tell you that I found the guy through TikTok because, like, you know, he'll tell his story here in just a second. But I found the guy through TikTok. And the reason I was so glued to it is because, yeah, I'll tell you in a second. But everybody who follows me or anybody I've coached knows that I claim to be, I, it's a self proclaimed best shooter in Idaho. And I've always taken pride in, in my shooting. But when I saw this guy, I am nowhere near this level. So, we're talking to Seth McCoy. Uh, he runs the Six Shooter. That's his channel. That's his business. We're going to learn more about him and all about that as well from the Six Shooter. But yeah, we're going to learn about Seth's story and uh, how he became such a lightning, accurate, everything, shooter, everything. He's just amazing. Um, we're going to learn more about his story. So Seth, uh, thanks for joining the show with us, man. No, absolutely. Thank you for reaching out. Absolutely, brother. So 
first and foremost, uh, we were talking prior to this this interview starting, and you were saying something about how you even landed on TikTok in the first place. Because you yourself, you're not quite the you weren't quite the social media guy, but you ended up uh, getting yourself onto TikTok, uh, where you have over two hundred thousand followers, and you're uh, making some sick content. So how did that all transpire? Well, just hearing you say out loud two hundred thousand followers is pretty crazy. Um, when I first started all this, that was kind of like the dream. Um, that, that was what I wanted to, I wanted to gain attention. I wanted to, I wanted to have a platform. That's kind of what I've been searching for my whole entire career. Um, cause I've always wanted to, to help as many kids as possible and help as many people who kind of were told that they were never going to be good enough and all that. I want to be that person in, in people's corner to, to help them as much as I can. And, uh, as silly as TikTok is like, that's like, it, it's, it's done that for me. Like I have, like just after my live today, I had like 17 uh, DM requests uh, to just asking me questions. So I have kids all over the world sending me videos of their jump shot for me to to look at. And and honestly, just just like the the funny part about it now is kids are, are texting me back and it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you responded. And I'm like, guy, like that, that's kind of cool that I'm in that situation because like I'm <laughs> yeah. a 25 year old guy. I'm always on my phone. Um and I don't, I, I always want to be approachable. So like just the fact that kids are, are actually taking the opportunity to reach out to me and, and, and trusting me, um, to help them and, and all that just means the world to me. But, but yeah, tick, tick tock, man. Um, it's, I, I downloaded it, uh, <laughs> probably right before, uh, COVID, uh, me and my wife love it. We, we send videos back and forth. Um, I probably had TikTok for about a year, um, before I even posted anything. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. I told, I told myself, I was like, oh, I'm not like, that's, that's silly. I'm not going to post any videos. I'm not going to do any of this. And then, then randomly I saw like somebody post a video, um, of like the, of, of one of their highlights. And they they said, uh, posting a highlight of me until one goes viral. And it's like, I thought to myself, I was like, well, I have a lot of highlights on my phone. Like what's, what's the, what's the harm of, of posting one. And then you kind of just get hooked. You, right. You see, you see the, and that was before I even had an idea for my channel or, or, or anything. That was just me posting random videos just to see if any would catch. Um, but yeah, like a guy I look up to is, is lethal shooter. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's kind of the blueprint of what I'm trying to do. Uh, and, and I just remember during COVID my, my brother looked at me and was like, I was like, dude, you can do like he was sending me lethal shooter videos. And he's like, dude, you can do this. Like, that's that's what you should do. And I was just I was like, oh, like, OK, like, I, I don't know if I'll ever gain any traction or I never thought social media wise. I have the, the like the personality for for social media. Um, and, and I got the six shooter name from prep school when I where I where I played prep school right after high school. And so so like I've always had a name for it um, and I had a dream about it. But it was it's one of those things where you have the dream, but you don't pursue it until you until you pursue it. Yeah. So it's like social media is a crazy world. So like I never thought like, oh, the kids aren't going to like me, like they're not going to like my personality. Maybe my videos won't catch. Um, and it just it, it all everything that's happened to me has kind of happened organically. And uh and I've always just wanted to stay true to myself and stay true to the the positive nature of what I'm trying to accomplish. And uh, it's it's all started and I've kind of just ran with it. 
You know, I, I love this though, because, you know, in my full-time career, I'm a project manager at a, at a marketing company called ClickFunnels. And in the ClickFunnels space, one of the guys that is my boss, his name is Russell Brunson. He's really well known in the entrepreneurial world. So Russell always talk, he has a book that he wrote called Expert Secrets. And in that book, he talks about how everybody has something to share with the world, but so many people are so, they're, they're almost scared to share it because they're not sure how the response is going to be. But we're almost like, in a sense, the way he talks about it is like, we are literally, we're, we're like taking away the blessings that the world can have because there are people that need your expertise. Yeah. There are people that can relate to you. They, they, there might be other people that relate better to other types of personalities, but there are a lot of people that could probably relate to your personality, which you're seeing through your content that you've created is because you might've been worried at first, but you're like, Oh no, there's like, there's a lot of people that, that relate to me and, and needed this because that's what they needed. Um, I think it's super, super cool. So let's rewind the clock, Seth, just a little bit. You even mentioned prep school, you know, right after high school and everything. So some people I would call you a shooting expert. You're a shooting coach, shooting expert. Obviously you are a very like high level shooter in the sport of basketball. I mean, if anybody wants to go, we're going to, I'm going to link all your stuff here. We're going to talk about where they can find you. But if you go watch your videos, like people go watch these videos, you're going to be amazed. It's unbelievable. I'm sitting here like shooting a thousand shots. You're shooting over 900, like hitting over 900 makes. I'm like, Oh boy. Like, we were, we'll do 500 shots, 500 threes every week. We try my, but my, my partner and I like that. We, my shooting partner, yeah. we'll do 500 a piece. And we're like, Oh, we're hitting in the three seventies or whatever. We're like still hitting it. And we're like, yeah, we're doing good, man. Like that's high level. And then I always joke around with my players. I'm like, Hey, we're at least hitting in the 70%. That's pretty high. And then they're all hitting in like the, the two twenties and the two hundreds. Yeah. Cause they don't know what it's like to shoot over that many shots. But dude, the fact that you can make over 900 consistently when you're shooting thousands at a time on a shooting gun for that matter too, which is just, it's a lot of reps at once. Yeah. It's unbelievable to me. So before we get to that point, before you are here now as the six shooter, you've got your TikTok channel and everything. Let's rewind the clock as, and, and learn about Seth McCoy as the basketball player growing up and kind of find your, your basketball journey and uh, kind of hear, you know, when did you become a, a good shooter? When did you know you were a high level shooter? And talk about, did you play college basketball? How did this all go? So people can kind of see your journey. Maybe they can relate to you there too. No, absolutely. So I was never the gifted, the gifted athlete. Um, I was, uh, I, for the, for the first part of my life, I always wanted to be a Power Ranger. Um, that was, okay. that was my first career choice. Which color? Which one? Oh, red. Okay. All right. Red. Oh, I, t I tell <laughs> my, my mom's going to get a kick out of this, but I want to get my next car. I want to get a, I want to get a red car. And, and I, and I joke. Cause I'm like, you know, if Zordon ever, ever calls me, he, he's going to know what color I want to be. <laughs> he's going to know what color he's not going to have any second guessing. He's going to yeah. know, <laughs> yes, but, sir. but I, uh, I grew up, uh, idolizing my brother. My brother's, um, like a year and a half older than me. He was the gifted athlete. He, um, he played on all the high level AAU teams. I, 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 I idolized him. He was, he was everything that I wanted to be. He was everything that I, that I could even dream of being, um, growing up. I could never ask for a, for a better big brother, but he didn't have the work ethic. He didn't want to, he didn't want to, to work for it. He didn't like drills. He didn't like doing any of that kind of stuff. And, uh, I just, I saw what he got through basketball and, and I thought that was really cool, but I wasn't gifted as an athlete. I wasn't, I wasn't gifted with the, with the jumping ability, with, with any, with the height. I, I didn't grow until, uh, about around eighth grade. Um, but I think it all started for me in about sixth grade. 
Uh, I tried out for a team that my brother was on the year prior and I practiced with them the whole year before. So I thought going into the tryout, I was like, yo, like coach knows me. He knows how hard I work. He knows all this stuff. And I thought I killed it. I thought I killed the tryout, like whatever. I was like, cool, this is going to be awesome. Um, and then the coach pulled me and my mom aside and was like, Hey, well, you didn't make it. Um, I don't, he, and he literally, he looked at me, I'm a sixth grader. He's like, I don't think you'll ever be a good player. Um, but I do think you could be a good coach one day. You don't tell a sixth grader that you'll not, that you'll never be a good player. Um, and I just remember right after that tryout, uh, I went up to my mom and dad. I played three sports at the time. I played football, basketball, and baseball. Um, and I looked at them and I said, Hey, I'm not playing football and, and baseball anymore. I want to fully, I want to fully commit to basketball. And my mom was a division one basketball player. So she kind of, oh, wow. she kind of knows, she knows all of that. She, she played at Winthrop, uh, Winthrop university. And, uh, my dad was not a basketball player. My dad was, uh, uh very smart. He was, that, that's how he got through college. Um, but she looked at me and she was like, Hey, you can do this. You, you can quit the two sports, but you have to treat basketball like a job. And I said, Hey, no problem. I, I absolutely love basketball. Um, and, and my mom and my uncle taught me how to shoot. Uh, I wasn't a gifted shooter. I shot with two hands. I shot with, from my chest. Um, but the stuff that we did, it was always different. So, so the way I try to explain it to people is anybody can stand in one spot and make 10 shots, but it separates you if you can make shots in a row. So the whole, the whole backbone to my training and, and I'm very OCD, so I fell in love with it. Um, I call it the in a row series. That's what my, my mom and my uncle introduced to me at a, at a very young age. Um, I wouldn't be allowed to, to leave a spot until I made three in a row. Or like when I first started, you can't leave a spot until you make three in a row or make 20. So you're just not there forever. Um, and then the progression, like, like once you get better, like once three in a row gets too easy, you bump it up to five. And then once five in a row gets too easy, you bumped up to seven. And then once seven gets too easy, you bump it up to 10. I usually cap it at 10 because one, like, like 10 is a cool number, but it's in a row. Um, and then the days I want to challenge myself, I would do 10 in a row or until I miss. So like some days I'll get to 30 at a spot. Some days I'll get to 11 at a spot, like certain things like that. But the, I fell in love with basketball in terms of just, I, I literally fell in love with shooting. I fell in love with the in a row aspect, the, the perfection of it. I don't know if that makes sense, mm -hmm. but just the, like, and, and basketball is everything. Like I shouldn't, I should love basketball. Basketball is everything that I'm not supposed to be good at. Like basketball is a game of athleticism. Basketball is a game of height. Like I'm I'm none of those things. Like, yeah, I'm six, three, but, but that's undersized for like NBA standards. That's undersized yeah. for any of that kind of stuff. But man, I just, I just, I fell in love with, with shooting. I fell in love with in a rose. I fell in love with working hard. Like I, I, I've been told no my whole entire life and that I'd never be good enough. And it's like, well, why not? Why, why, like, why not? And I know kids out there all around the world are, are told the same things. Like I, I posted a video um, not too long ago, kind of detailing my high school career and what my, what my varsity coach told me. And it's like people in the comments, they don't believe that my, that a varsity coach would say that to somebody. So it's like my, my freshman year, and, and I'm going to elaborate on this just in case other people are, are watching it to, 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 because like in TikTok, I only have about a minute and a half right. to get through a whole story. Um, my freshman year, 
I went up to my varsity coach and I said, Hey, and he asked me, he's like, he's like, Hey, what, what are your goals for like for high school? And I said, well, I want to play on varsity and I want to play college basketball when I'm done. And that was my freshman year. He looked, he looked at me in my face and kind of laughed at me. And he said, he said, you're like people in this town, like, like my, my town at the time was very small. And it's like one of those, like, you'll never make it out of your hometown. Right. And, and so he told me, he's like, you'll never play college basketball. You'll never make it out of canal. You'll never, you'll never do any of these things. And like, and it just started from there where I was just like, well, no, I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to work harder than everybody. And, and why not? Why not me? Like, you know what I mean? So, so just from a, from, from a small age, like people always ask me what keeps you focused. And it's just like, one, my family support is out of this world. And, and two, I hate when people tell me I can't do something. So it's like, like, oh, you, you, I can't do, okay, watch. I love that. The ultra confidence too, which I think a lot of kids, maybe I'll, I'll kind of, I want to piggyback off that then Seth, because freshman year, it sounds like even in sixth grade, you had a a coach kind of, I just, I disagree with that coaching style. Just that I, I know everyone has their own way of giving feedback and so forth. But I, I just I don't think everybody deserves a trophy kind of thing. But I definitely yeah. don't feel as a coach you should ever shoot down somebody's hopes like that. You should actually be providing them hope. For um, sure. And and that just that bothers me. So I'm I'm kind of irked at the way that the sixth grade situation happened. And then again, freshman year, you do a couple years later, you know, freshman year, you, you go through yeah. something that's similar like that. For maybe any kids that are out there. I coach club basketball. We travel around the West coast and so forth. And we play in the AAU tournaments all around. Um, and so I get to see the high school kids. I, I mean, I'm coaching the juniors and seniors, but even the younger kids, I mean, I, I get to see them and they're emotional roller coasters, dude. Like yeah. it's just what it is. And so I want to know if you could give some advice to some kids that might be experiencing something similar. Maybe a coach gave them advice that kind of maybe shot them down a little bit and emotionally wrecked them, you know, maybe explain, some some advice that you could give to them of how to you know it's easy to say i'm just gonna put my head down and grind but how do you get through that knowing in the back of your head well that coach is always gonna be he he said this so anytime i can do this on my own but when i get in front of the coach he said that so he's got this preconceived idea of who i am the i mean the biggest thing especially for me that i that i kind of figured out is train so hard that you get so good that a coach can't sit you so I, I know that's hard to hard to kind of comprehend a little bit, but it's just like if you want something as bad as 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 people say they do, like dedicate your life to it. Like like in high school, I didn't go to parties. I didn't. I don't. I don't drink. I, like I didn't. I didn't do. I missed prom because I I wanted to work out. Like I fell in love with basketball. Basketball is. I had girlfriends break up with me in high school because they told me, like, pick me or basketball. And I'm like, are you going to pay for my college? Like, no, like uh, basketball is, is, is my life. Like that's, that's what I do. And that's what I fell in love with. Um, and you can't let anybody shake your confidence. You can't, any, you can't let anybody be the author of your own story because at the end of the day, it's your story. So if you want to be really good at something, especially basketball that I fell in love with, that's what I chose. Um, it's, it doesn't even have to be basketball. If you just fall in love with something, Go, go 10 toes down, go a hundred percent into it. Like let people say whatever they want about you, about, about what you're doing, that it'll never work. Um, and that's, and that's half the reason I tell people all the time at the end of my lives, like I tell them, DM me, like DM me, I will respond. 
because if they don't have somebody in their corner that believes in them, I want to be that person in their corner that believes in them. I want them to see what I'm doing and I want them to be able to actually get a response from me. Like, like I, I, I like, I like being organic with my followers. I like being myself. I like just my whole thing is be positive and, and all peace, love and positivity. And, and like, if, if you don't think that you have somebody in your corner, DM me on Instagram and I will be that guy in your corner. 100%. If you ever need me, I will be there to respond. I will be there to talk to you. I will be there in your corner for the rest of your career. If you need me to. I dig that, man. There's a lot of kids that need that. There's a lot of a lot of people in general, but like a lot of younger athletes, kids that, that need someone like that. So that's super cool to hear, you know, that you're, you're being that for people they need it. I, and I can attest to that because even the small example I have as a coach for club basketball, I see a lot of kids that they either lack confidence or they lack a male figure in their lives mm -hmm. or they max, they lack a, a leader in their lives. Um, their home lives are different. Everyone's different. So they might not act like it at first, but they need something like that. So I think that's awesome that you're doing that and you're utilizing their platform too, because yeah. that's where you're going to like, that's where they're at, you know? Um, so Seth, as you go through your high school career, you ended up going to a prep school. I wanted to ask you about like your overall experience in high school, what it was like, and then why you made the decision to go to a prep school. Well, high school was very up and down. Um, I was, I was very, uh, I was very under recruited in high school. I had a couple of walk on opportunities after my senior year to uh, at a couple of division two schools. And and, and I, I could have took the route of being a walk on at a small division one school because I've always wanted the the D1 experience or, or whatever. Like I, I, I liked that and, and, and I thought it was really cool. But but at the end of the day, um, I, I got injured right after my junior year of high school. So going into my senior year, I was coming off of a partial tear in my patella tendon in my knee and I had a broken, I had a broken wrist. So I had to go through surgery with my wrist and a procedure on my knee. Um, so I was a little banged up and, uh, and I think some colleges might've saw that as a, as a red flag. Um, because the biggest time people say for, for recruiting, is like your junior year of high school, right. uh, AU. And, uh, I was, I had a, I had a wrist, uh, a wrist brace on my left uh, wrist and, and a big bulky knee brace on my left knee. And I'm already slow. So of course I'm going to be slower. Um, and, and I just thought prep school was the best route to go if I could find the right fit. And, uh, and lucky enough, my mom started looking up prep schools, emailing coaches and, we kind of took a, a week vacation to like travel and, 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 and go to those prep schools and like try out for them. And, uh, I landed at Hargrave military Academy. Um, it's at, Ch it's in Chatham, Virginia, uh, probably to this day, the best team I've ever been on. We went 47 and one and we won the, the prep school national championship Sheesh. and, uh, top to bottom roster wise, we had, we had 16 people on the roster, 11 of them signed to go division one. So it's like, like the, it's the best team I've ever played on. And, and, and the coach that I had there was probably the best coach that I've ever played for. Um, he co he's the head coach right now at Eastern Kentucky university, coach Hamilton. Oh, wow. He's, he's absolutely amazing. And, and he's a guy that helped me get to, to basically everywhere that I've been after Hargrave. And, uh, and the cool thing about Hargrave was it wasn't just basketball. I got to experience a lot of the military side of, uh, of just life. And, uh, so I learned how to do rifle drill. 
I had to, I had to make my bed a certain way. Um, I had to go to some classes on top of three, uh, three times a day formation, um, formation at 6am to go to breakfast formation for lunch, all that kind of stuff. So just all the structure side of, of things. And I want people to understand if you're not going to Hargrave for basketball, or if you don't have like a lineage type thing, um, like in your family, like, uh, 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 like people in the military in your family, some of the kids that, that like that go to Hargrave, it's like, it's either Hargrave or like juvie. Ah, uh, so, yeah. So the, like, so, so it was, it was rough. Um, but, but I, I met some great kids. I met some, I met some great teachers, uh, that that's, I'm already a very structured person. So I fell in love with Hargrave. Like it was, it was a great experience. And, and I mean, I got the, I got a ring, I got a ring out of it. It was, it was, it's really cool. Um, and I still talk to probably five or 10 of those kids that were on my team every day. Yo, that's so cool. I think, um, so I reside in Idaho and some of the, the just the way that the, the world works over here, you're either going junior college or maybe division, you got NAIAs and maybe yeah. some D3s, you know, you'll get a few D1 athletes out of here. We've had a couple, um, but that's just how it is over here. We're not, we're under recruited over here because, you know, most of our, I'm, I'm a similar, this is why I relate to you so much. I'm six foot two. And I keep telling, yeah. I keep telling all my guys that I played with, I'm like, th that I coach, I'm like, dude, you guys are all small. You're like five eleven, five ten. I'm like, you have to understand I'm undersized. So like when I'm still competing in rec leagues and stuff, we're playing all the ex college guys from Boise state and all the dudes who played in the G league and stuff. I'm like, I'm tiny. You guys yeah. have to be like athletic or be able to shoot very well or oh. else you're not going to, you're not going to hold your own. So that's people, what it people is. in my comments all the time. They're like, Oh, why aren't you in the NBA? I'm like, guys, I'm six, three. And the average shooting guard in the NBA is like six, 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 seven. Oh yeah. And they're like, well, <laughs> well, Steph Curry's six, three. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh boy. <laughs> I'm like, come on now. No, exactly. It's, it's just, it's a, it's just this different perception of, of yeah. what the, the athletic world really is like. But what I was going to say is like, yeah, the prep school thing is an option that a lot of kids from Idaho are starting to go towards. And I think there's a lack of education on that. There's not a lot of information out on prep schools uh, for athletes. Cause a lot of athletes are like, I'm going to go to college and they don't realize how like beneficial a prep school can actually no. be. Um, um, they're amazing. Even, even back when I, when I decided to go to prep school, like it was 2000, 15, 16 was the year that I was at prep school. And, and around that time, the perception around prep school was, well, the only kids that go to prep school are the ones who didn't do well uh, academically in high school or needs like a better uh, score on their ACT or something. And I was neither of those things. I was a qualifier. I was, I was fine academically, but I was so under recruited that it's like I needed another year. And the cool, the cool way it's set up is basically you get a gap year after high school and then one year, and then you could go to college. And my gap year, I used the prep school and it's a great, it's a great option if you can find the right fit. Cause there's a ton of prep schools out there, but you need to find a coach that actually believes in you and will work for you to get somewhere else. I love that information. I just think people are like, yeah, I, it, I don't think kids realize like when I graduated high school, I was 17, mm -hmm. so I was young, but the difference between me when I was 18, I was a freshman in college at Boise State. I was actually boxing at that point, and I didn't end up playing college basketball because I was going to go junior college, but the difference between my body at 18 compared to my body at 17 was 
substantial. I went from being oh. 185 to 200 pounds and I was solid. Uh, and, and I'm telling these kids, and most of these kids are 17, 18 when they graduate another year of basketball, of weightlifting, of learning this stuff. And you still keep a year of eligibility. I'm like, man, you could actually, did you notice any physical changes in yourself from that prep year too? Looking, looking back at it, I was definitely not ready to play college basketball right after, right after high school. I was, I was a stick. I was 185. Um, it was, it was an eye-opening experience for me because the kids at prep school kind of were in the same boat. So it's like, we all kind of matured together. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of got, especially at Hargrave, the high level prep schools, it's they're, they're basically run like a division one program, um, where it's basketball all day. And like you, everything you do, Hargrave was a little different because of the military aspect, but it's literally either military stuff or you're in the gym, basketball, lifting, anything. And being around for, for me, this was cool because in high school I was, I feel like I was the hardest worker in my school. And nobody really took basketball as seriously as I did. Um, but be, being at a prep school, 1 to 16, everybody thought the same way that I did. Ah. So it was cool being around like-minded kids that had the same types of goals. And uh, and that, it, like not even just physically, but the mental side of it, the college, the college basketball game is so different than high school. So, so vastly different. Like basically high school is is like now thinking about it because when you're in high school you think you're in the top of the world you think you're you're the best player ever when you get to college everybody on that roster was the best player at their high school yeah so even at the division two level where i played there's d2 all americans and there's d2 teams that could easily compete in in the division one level people really don't understand that yeah because for a while i was d1 or bust i was oh i'm going d1 or i don't want to play but an opportunity is an opportunity for free school. And if you find the right fit, like everything that I got out of playing college basketball is like, I, I, I got everything for, from my life out of college basketball. Oh, dude, that's so, all of this is so awesome to hear. It's the conversations that need to be had. I think, I mean, there's a youngster here graduated from the same school I graduated from, but he just graduated a few years ago, won a state championship. His name's Brody Robury. went to sunrise Christian. Everyone's like, why isn't Bro- he's six foot 10, monstrous post player, the Gatorade player of the year when he was a senior, but he was under recruited. Uh, his weight was a little bit of an issue for, mm. for some teams, his athleticism or lack thereof was an issue for some, some schools. And he went to sunrise Christian Academy or whatever for a year. And now he's at Southeastern Louisiana. He just signed with them. So it gave him an opportunity. He lost some weight. He understood. I think he said something exactly what you were saying is like, at least that particular school was preparing them for, yeah. for the the next level it's you got to find the right one it's just like a junior college you got to find the right ones because sometimes they they have their own agendas but if you find the right one they can prepare you and now he's ready to rock and roll it's he's a completely different player one year after he just won gatorade player of the year for idaho so just kind of crazy how that works i uh i would also ask you this because this is a question that's popped in my head i usually take notes while i'm talking to you and this, this came sure. up. so junior colleges and prep schools this is always a conversation a lot of junior colleges, the 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 talent's there, but the issue is it's all for me. So every player is in it for themselves because they're trying yes. to get to the yes. next level. 100%. The prep school, you mentioned that everybody's kind of on the same level as you as far as your work ethic and doing it, and they took it seriously and so forth. Did you experience any of that type of stuff where everyone's like, well, I need my highlight reel because I need my film. I need to get to the next level. Well, the funny thing is, is I've went to both. So okay. I went Juco as well. Okay. So I've got, I got two different experiences 
from Hargrave to like prep school wise and uh, Juco. Juco was a completely different animal. Okay, um, let's talk about it. Then I want to hear yeah. this. I want to hear this. So prep school, at least at Hargrave, with the tradition that Hargrave has, I can't speak this for everywhere, but most some guys that were on my team already had a place that they were thinking about going. Um, we had Braxton Beverly as my point guard. He already had interest from multiple Division One schools, and he already kind of had it narrowed down to where he wanted to go. Um, and then some kids. Like we had a kid named Derek Funderburg who ended up playing at Ohio State. Ohio State basically told him, go to Hargrave for a year, basically kind of like a redshirt year to get to get experience. Um, so really, the competitiveness wasn't from one through 16. It was really from 11 through 16. Uh, the kids yeah. that didn't have any scholarship offers or or whatever. But since the 11 through one was already kind of good and taken, taken care of the focus was kind of shifted over at the end, at least to the 11 through 16. So we had live periods where we played in front of 50 or 60 college coaches and all that kind of stuff. So we got the experience, especially at Hargrave, but in Juco, it's completely different. You're, you're, literally every single day competing for your life basically if you don't show up and you start losing minutes then you're you're kind of done um and 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 it's one coach and it's like everybody is trying to get out so like you said people are going for their highlights people are going for so for me I'm a spot up shooter like I'm not a guy that's going right. to dribble 40 times and try to create my own shot I can, but I'm a guy that falls into a role that wants to get run off screens that like, I, I always explain it like, cause being a spot up shooter, you're, you're kind of relying on other people to give you the ball, right? To find you in your spots. A lot of time in Juco, that's not the case. You get lucky. You get lucky every once in a while, but like not, not during the season. Cause then you're like, Oh, this kid's starting to get looked at by this college. So now he's going to try to be, Oh, I'm not seeing the ball this game. Like there's certain, there's certain things, especially there's so much favoritism with a coaching staff and some players in Juco. And if you're not, it, it sucks to say, but if you're not one of those favorites and you don't work harder than everybody, then you kind of get lost in the shuffle. And, and some kids, especially in Juco, you, you kind of, it's kind of school basketball. And then whatever you do, like within your social life. So some people get lost to the social life and they don't work as hard in basketball. I'm so like, I'm so not social. I get, I get so much social anxiety and I don't like being, I don't even like being around people who are drinking. Like it's, it's, it's just weird. Like it's not like against anybody, but it's just a weird, like, I don't like being, I don't want to be around people who are doing something that doesn't say who I am. And I don't want people to associate that stuff with me then. So I, even in Juco, gym time is, is horrible at, at some junior college, especially at the one that I was. So I had to like prop a door open. I had to try to make friends with the janitors and all that kind of stuff. So I could be in the gym a hundred percent of the time. We didn't have a shooting machine in Juco. So I did all my stuff just rebounding for myself. And I was seven hours away from home. So like, I didn't have my family there with me. Um, but no, Juco, Juco separates 
the guys who like basketball and the guys who love basketball. And that, that was my experience. That is huge. Like I'm taking all these notes. This is another thing. I encourage everybody who's listening to this right now to take notes. If you have your phone open, you're listening to this on your iPhone or whatever, start taking some notes here. Cause that is such important information for parents, for athletes, for coaches themselves, as you're preparing to go to that next level, just understand the reality of the, just understand the reality of the situation. It's, it's a possibility that you might have, might run into a situation like what Seth ran into, where you're going to have to, you're going to have to work. Um, another side note, I relate to you. See, I don't drink either. So, um, I relate. It's so wild as I'm talking to you. I'm like, man, there's so many things here. It's so, it's so funny. And just for listeners, I just met Seth literally before we started recording this episode. So anyway, wild because i absolutely that's the, people always they always ask me why do you like why do you not want to be around anybody even if they're drinking you're not like and i'm like it's the same thing i don't know how to explain it besides the fact that i just don't want to be around because it's not what i enjoy doing and it, it gives me anxiety so i prefer Bro. just not to be around it i just don't want to be around i remove myself I, from the situation i started like not getting invited to places anymore in juco <laughs> because and, and i asked one of my friends i was like i was like hey like it sucks to say it sounds stupid, but I literally told him, I was like, it's not like I would go, but like, I like, at least let me tell, you, no, like, like, like invite me so I can feel like I was a part. And he looked at me and, was, and I said, and he said, Seth, do you want me to be brutally honest? And I said, 100% be brutally honest with me. And he said, nobody wants to be at a party and hear somebody explaining why they're not drinking and why they're not doing this kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know, that makes sense. So I'd rather yeah. not even, I'd rather just go be in the gym, go play 2k, go like, be, if you want to come hang out with me, come hang out with me a hundred percent. Like, I love being around people, but like, go do your thing. Like I have nothing against it. Go. Uh. That's the hardest thing to get, a, get a, out to some people for them to understand. It's like, look, I don't view you any differently for doing anything that I don't do, but I'm not going to do it. And if so you don't, <laughs> if you don't like me for it, then you don't like me for it. I'm going to be, I'm going to be me regardless. You know what I mean? I dig it. I think that everybody should be that way though. Everybody should be themselves. I, I, I dig it. It's that particular topic is, uh, it's just weird in today's world. It seems it's not as, as it's not as common to run into somebody that uh, has a similar viewpoint there. So, um, again, None of us on this episode are saying, if you drink, you're terrible. No, that's oh, not no, what we're saying at all. I was relating to Seth and he just. Point. That's the hardest point to get people to understand. Do you. Do you, man. We're good. But I, I, I don't, I just don't do it. I love it, dude. I love it. That's so awesome. So like I said, that was a side note that I'm just like, man, this is crazy. So, <laughs> so Seth, um, you, you did mention you played at the division two level after, you know, you got there. Cause I was watching one of your videos and you were kind of explaining like, the lengthy time from post high school through like collegiate career. And it was a, what I would consider an untraditional or non-traditional route through college, but it's 100%. also, it's a, it's a, it's what it makes it unique. And I think there's more people out there than we think that have similar, not necessarily the same experience, but they bounce around from one Juco to the next Juco. And then they go to this school into this school and, and whatnot. I mean, if you're not division one, like Kentucky do whatever there, you're probably going to have to take a little bit of a non-traditional route than what you might've initially thought. But, um, the division two level, I just want to briefly talk about your experience in the, and the, and your skill set. how that translated to the division two level. You mentioned, you know, you're a spot up shooter, but junior college, certain guys have their own agendas. It can be hard from night to night. It changes. 
Um, but going over to the division two level, the high, higher levels of basketball that you played, how did your, your skill set translate? And what was the overall experience there compared to your other experiences in college or yeah, college basketball? Well, so, so first to just to, to set it up, I'm going to tell you the whole, like, so I I've been out of high school for seven years. Okay. So I, I basically walked out of college with one degree in the time that I could have become a doctor. Oh dude, I graduated when I was 28. So, so I always, I always quote, uh, it's Tommy boy when he says, yeah, a lot of guys go to school for, for eight years. And he goes, yeah, they're called doctors. Yeah. yeah that's I, what I'm like, saying. <laughs> I got so a bachelor's crazy. degree. <laughs> no, it's crazy. So I graduated high school in 2015, went to, went to Hargrave the next year. And then I actually signed to a division one school in Canada, which not many people know there's even colleges oh, okay. in Canada. Right. Um, I fell in love with Canada. And the reason I chose to go that route was the coach who was recruiting me at the time, one loved me. And two, you get five years of eligibility in Canada. So like, that was cool. I was like, Oh, an extra year. Like that's cool. But then when I got there, the coach that recruited me took a bigger job and it had a different coach and he didn't like me because I wasn't his recruit. Um, so I was only, I was only in Canada for about three months. Oh, wow. But I absolutely fell in love with Canada. I still have a group chat with every single person that was on my team in Canada. And I have two best friends that are from Canada. So it's like, it wasn't a waste. Yeah. But, but then I redshirted the second semester at the junior college that I was at. And then I played the next year for my freshman year. And then I signed a full scholarship to Young Harris College to finish out my, my college career. And the big thing that I think people don't understand with just college in general, because a lot of people, especially in like my comments and all that, if you don't average 20 points a game, you're horrible. And, and I saw, I saw a, um, a thing Bradley Beal said the other day that he gave a breakdown of how many people at all levels in the, in the country that average over 20 points a game or 20 points a game. It's like in, at all levels, NAIA, uh, Division II, Division Three, and Division One. it's like 25, 30 guys in all levels. So it's like people don't understand. You get recruited for a role. So I right. got recruited for my shooting ability. And it's so, so you get recruited for that coach thinking, Hey, he fits in the system that we're trying to build. And this is what he's going to do for us. So my job was to be an inbounder, pass it in and trail the play. And if, if, and we had a really good point guard for my first two years. So he'd be really good at getting into the paint. And I was just that guy that I started yelling trail and I got trail threes. Um, I call them like the, Oh shit shots. Yeah. Cause it's like, you forget about me and then you turn your head and I'm wide open at the top of the key. Like those are, those are kind of how I made my living in college. Um, trail threes, head fake step overs and kick out threes were like my thing. And, uh, and, and yeah, I, I played my sophomore year, um, averaged about like eight points. Um, I shot above 40% from three and, and don't 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 think I shot many two. I did not shoot many twos when I when I played in college. Um, I, I shot probably more twos my freshman year at junior college than I did in my three years combined at the Division two school. Um, I could probably right now, like if you gave me ten minutes to think about it, I could probably tell you what game, who like who we were playing against when I had a layup in college. I could probably count. So I, I could probably count on my hands how many how many layups I had in college, but 
but pe- that that's something people don't really understand. They don't they don't understand the whole be a role player, um, fit into a system, try to do what's best for the team because everybody wants that that glory or or whatever. But but my role was to be a knockdown shooter, and I walked out of college um, counting my junior year or my ju- my JUCO college year. I walked for being a spot up shooter. I walked out with over a thousand points and and I I hit 300 threes for my career at 40.8%. So like I did, I did my job. You did your job. I I think that's awesome. You, you bought into it. Here's a, okay. I know you're probably like, dude, why do you keep trying to relate to me? (laughs) I don't, I don't relate to you on the the side that you're shooting. Like I didn't play at the next level like that. We're, we're, we're becoming best friends now. Oh yeah, dude, we, we are. There's so many things that I didn't realize though. Like, you just said that the, the the kids that I coach who are going to listen to this, they're probably going to be like, oh my gosh, he sounds just like coach. Because my <laughs> senior year in high school, I'm always trying to tell them, like, I, I hit four shots inside the three-point line my entire senior year in high school. Yeah. Three of them were in the same game, and they were jumpers. One layup, three jumpers that were around the, the outside. Well, and then I so shot here. 47% from my, the three-point line. That's so all here, I did. Do, do, do a little bit of math right here, okay? So, so I scored, in my four years of college, I scored 1,069 points. I hit 300 career three-pointers. So that's 900 Dude. points of my 1,000 that were just threes. How many free throws did you get? Dude, probably not that many. <laughs> that's wild, man. Hey, you, you're a specialist, man. And if, that's the thing is they need specialists out there. If I didn't get fouled on a three or fouled like on a rebound and we were in the bonus, I wasn't shooting no free throws. Oh, man. I love <laughs> it. Hey. But you made it to the next level and you played at an elite level, obviously. So like it, you can be a specialist and make yourself work there. Like you don't have to be 100%. Michael Jordan. I think it's amazing. Dude, I, I had a career average of eight and a half points per game and I'm, and I might go pro- play professionally overseas next year. Like that's the next goal. That is okay. So we're going to, here's the other thing. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't connect the dots till just now young Harris. So, ironically enough, this show that's based out of Idaho, that's in 97 countries, right? I, I actually interviewed a guy named Ryle Owens um, oh, yeah. on my show. So he was, dude. he was a teammate for two years, dude. I didn't, I couldn't, Ryle, Ryle's my boy. He's now playing. See, I, I found him through a random Instagram page that I saw that was talking about athletes and their stories. I thought he yeah. had a really cool story and I now he's made it. Over... To, I literally just talked to him like yesterday. It's absolutely crazy. I did not put the yeah. like this is what's wild to me. I'm sitting here. I'm like, you just said young hairs. I'm like, hold up. Yeah, I, I remember seeing you post about that. Yeah, and didn't connect the dots till just now when you were talking about it. So I I'm played like, oh with my him. Gosh. I played with him. He came in the second half of my sophomore year, and I played with him my junior year. How wild, man! Yeah, he he had a similar story in the sense of like kind of going had you know some different experiences elsewhere. He, but he, my friend, is a freak athlete. <laughs> i've never seen him in person i just follow him he, on his stuff and been following his journey where he's going he so. can jump dude that's he so wild jump. so here for the listeners this is just the beautiful thing about sports it brings people together i had no idea i'm out <laughs> here in idaho and just randomly talk to two teammates okay here's the so we're going to talk about post-college you're doing this you know you're, you're doing your tiktok stuff but i gotta ask are you a buckeyes fan because i'm a huge buckeye so i don't know if that's if that's the case if not then so i'm actually not Okay. Um, so, so when you're, when you're from Ohio, you're either a diehard Buckeye fan 
or you're annoyed of Buckeye fans. So you're the uh, opposite. I'm okay. annoyed of Buckeye. You fans. hate me. Okay. Basically, basically, I tell people my favorite team is whoever Ohio State is playing. Oh wow! So we don't, we do just not because. mesh there. We mesh just on a because. lot of other places. Yeah. Okay, I was just wondering because like I'm, yeah, everything in my bat. You won't be able to see it because of the video, but I got everything's Buckeye, dude. I'm, head, every, I'm heading to Ohio for the Notre Dame game. Every there. Ohio State Michigan day, I was decked out in Michigan. Oh, well, I was the I was the reason our 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 class didn't get like a pizza party. So with that being said, that's the end of the end. No, I'm just joking. That's uh, <laughs> that's funny, man. That's that's cool. I I had to ask though. So so Seth, as we get through college, I want to know if you can wrap it up. What was your best experience what's the biggest lesson that college basketball and i'm talking i want to say post high school basketball the biggest lesson you learned that you can translate to your regular life because you mentioned a lot of things that you went through whether at prep school juco d2 biggest life lesson out of that uh post high school career that you can translate to your life the biggest thing honestly i mean i'm gonna have two because i'm gonna talk about my wife as well awesome um but it's my slogan man be positive um, there's so much negativity in the world and, and there's so much, neg- especially in basketball, dude, there's so much negativity. And, and I had a dream and, and I, I just kept banging my head against the same door. Like I, I wanted this to happen so bad. And I, I just, I didn't, I didn't like anybody telling me that I couldn't do it. I, I had people along my whole journey that said I wasn't good enough. Um, but I wanted it so bad. So what I'm going to take from it is, is I'm never going to let anybody tell me what I'm going to do or tell me what, like what I should be doing. Um, because if, if you genuinely love something and you're doing it for the right reasons, like you're always going to prosper. Um, right. especially with TikTok, like, like the, the, like, it's funny. Cause I'm to the point now where I have a lot of trolls and I have a lot of negative yeah. comments and 95% of the comments are positive, but there's always that 5% that are, that are negative and trying to get you down. And sometimes I'm, sometimes I'm, I'm weird about it. And I, I, I reply to videos to those negative comments just because that's who I am and I want to start something. But it's like, if you're doing something where people are hating on you, that means you're doing something right. Like, like people get so jealous, especially in basketball. Like it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. People don't like to respect the people who are lower names, like not known who work their butt off. Cause then they're, they're kind of thinking like, Oh, well, why are you working so hard? I genuinely love this sport and I love everything about it. And I love the power that I feel when kids text me or DM me asking me questions and, and they're genuinely surprised that I responded because it's like, I was that kid one day. Like I was, I was that kid. I tried to reach out to the bigger pages. I tried and I never got a response. So it's like my whole life mission has been to try to find a platform to be able to help inspire kids to like, I wanted to be a teacher for a while just because I wanted to be around kids and I wanted to help inspire them to, to do things that people told them that they were never going to be able to do. And like, now I have that and I have people that genuinely like my personality, like me as a person, like what I'm trying to do. And, and it's honestly like two years ago when I started TikTok, like I wouldn't have thought that this was going to happen. Like, it's one of those things I always tell people, it's always one of those things like, Oh, that's never going to happen to me. Like, that's like, that's never going to happen. Well, it has. And, and as I grow, I want these kids to understand, I'm not going to forget the kids who DM'd me and want to talk to me. Like, 
I like building relationships. I'm a relationship builder. I like talking to kids. I like getting to know them. I like trying to help them as much as possible. So any kids out there that are, that are watching this, shoot me a message on DM. I will respond. Like I send me a video of your jump shot. I'll break it down. Like I'll send you drills to do like, I love helping people and I want people to achieve things that they never thought were possible. And, and again, like I'm just going back to it. There's kids in this world that just don't think they have anybody that believes in them. I believe, I believe in you. I might not know you yet, but I believe in you. Like I'm, I'm here to do whatever I can with the power that I have, which, which is not very much, but if I could give you the power of positivity and the power of somebody actually believing in you and, and wanting to see you succeed gen, like genuinely, like I'll do whatever I can. I dig that, dude. I dig it. What about your wife? You said you were going to mention your wife. Well, cause you said, you said what's like the, the, the things you got out of college. Right. And, and I, I believe there, there's so many what ifs in, in yeah. the game of basketball. Right. So especially when you think about your journey and I get, I get really bad at this because I'm thinking, oh, well, if this would have went this way, I could have went this. Or if this would have happened differently, I could have went here. Everything that I went through, I, 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 I'm a firm believer that I was supposed to go through seven years of college. And I was supposed to have my, the door slammed in, in, in my face. And, and in Juco, I was supposed to have problems socially. And all that kind of stuff because it pushed me towards the most amazing like human being that I've ever met in my entire life. And 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 her name is Avery McCoy. I know she's gonna be watching this. And and I always make it a point whenever I talk, just to like I, I love making her blush and I try to I try to embarrass her as much as I can. But um I don't know how I tricked a woman to love me as much as that woman does. Um, I have a shooting program out, but I might make a program about tricking a girl to fall in love with you. Cause, cause I, I'm married. We've been married for, for almost a year. We got married in October. Um, and I still don't know how I did it. I don't know how I got to where I am. Um, she, she is by far the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, if basketball ended today, I'd be okay. Cause, cause I'd have her for the rest of my life. And, uh, Never, never think that I want, I want my kids and I want, I want other kids to, to, to believe that fairy tales actually exist. And I want, I want like soulmates are actually out there because I'm living it and I'm there. Like, like all the, like people can say whatever they want to me in the comments. Cause, cause I don't, I don't care because I know I'm set for life with, with the girl of my dreams. And I know that she's going to be there for me whenever I need it. And uh, like, yeah, trolls say whatever you want. I'm good. I'm good. I dig it, dude. Heck yeah, man. That's the thing is like, you're not really, when you have that other foundation there, like that's the power, right? The yeah. power, that power comes from that and the support comes from that. Um, and I, and I, yeah, shout out to the wives out there. I got to shout out mine too. Cause <laughs> they're, they're yeah. the ones that, sorry, that hold sorry, us up. Sorry, ladies. I'm off yeah. the market. <laughs> Hey, but his new, his new course is going to be coming out launching next month on how to trick a girl to love you. So, <laughs> so Seth, talk about real quick as we wrap this one up, I want to actually focus on this. People are probably already looking at your TikTok channel and then coming back to try to listen to this interview. Cause they, if they didn't already follow you, they're probably like, okay, I want to check this guy out, you know? <laughs> so, um, talk about the, you don't just do videos. You have, yeah. you know, you have a course. So I want to know like what more about that and uh, where people can find it. 
Okay, yeah, absolutely. So it's actually funny. Um, so I've always wanted to do a shooting program like that because I, I did it. I did like di- at different people's shooting programs when I was a kid. And uh, and it was just funny. Like, and, th- and it goes back to how funny TikTok is. Um, there's the first videos that ever caught any attention for me is, is the I used an audio that says the three point shootout. And I would shoot off of a, of a rack. And uh, I actually went and, and met the guy who does the three-point shootout. And now I hold, hold the record for whatever for the three-point shootout. Um, shout out to Terry. Um, but a rant, randomly, I did that video and it, and it rained. I did it outside. And, and I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to back down because this guy traveled. I, I'm going to do it. And uh, randomly off of that video... There's a guy that commented and, and DM'd me and his name's Marson and he's now my business partner. And, uh, and he DM'd me around the time I had like 5,000 followers. So he DM'd me and was like, Hey, do you want to collab? And I was like, why in the hell would anybody want to collab with me? And then he didn't want to just collab. So I called him and I was like, well, okay, maybe he wants me to make a couple videos with a certain product, like shooting, whatever. And he's like, no, I want to do a shooting program. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's what I've always wanted to do. I've just never had the person to be able to help me with it. Um, so literally, I, I drove to school um, in August, dropped all my stuff off, drove eight hours back to Ohio, met Marson for the very first time in person, and we shot from all day Friday, all day Saturday, and part of the day Sunday. And I drove all the way back to school and started school like that Monday. Oh, wow. So three, two and a half days of filming, and we made a shooting program. And the shooting program consists of literally everything from ball handling, agility. Yes, I do have ball handling, and I do know how to to dribble. I don't just shoot. <laughs> um, but but no, it has everything from for, a form series, my in a row series, every single drill that I have ever done in my life. And and it's cheaper than like paying a trainer consistently. Yeah. And it's a like people always always say, well, is it a is it like a subscription? No, it's a one time thing. One time thing you get every drill that I have ever done in my life. And and I'm not going to brag. I've hit over 100 threes in a row. 14 different times with my record being 144. Um, and, and not the thing that I think separates my shooting program from other people's is it comes with an opportunity to join a Facebook group. And every member of my shooting program is in that Facebook group. And I, and I always want them to ask questions. I want them to post their uh, video of their drills, of their shot, of their numbers, we're trying to build not only just a basketball community, like we're trying to build the biggest basketball community in the world. And, and I want people to feel like they have support and they have people. My mom's in the Facebook group. My, my business partners in the Facebook group, I'm in the Facebook group. So even like I, like I said before, like how I, how I tried to reach out to bigger pages and they never responded. I had these, these programs that I, that I did. And, and they'll always say like, email us if you have any questions and then when you would email you'd get an automated response back right so none of it was personal right all of it goes through me so so if you have a question you're getting a response from me from from literally on my phone i'm a 20 i'm always on my phone 
So you're literally getting a response from me. I'm getting really into sending voice memos for whatever reason now. So you, you might get a voice memo from me of trying to explain as much as I can. Um, and dude, it's, we have over 200 students now and it's gotten nothing but positive reviews. And I've had kids, I've had kids DM me, uh, from because we have kids from France in the shooting program, we have kids all over the world right now in the shooting program, and I I just remember there was one kid that DM'd me. It was it was like midnight my time, and he genuinely made me cry, oh, and wow. it's basically saying like, "Hey, your shooting program changed my life. Like I made this team I never thought I'd make, and it was because of your shooting program." I remember calling my wife and I'm like, "Babe, why am I crying at midnight?" Like. Like I, I don't just want people to be in my shooting program to be in my shooting program. I want, I want people to know that I'm there and I'm going to try to help you as much as I can because I have my family for me and I'm trying to build a basketball family. Yeah. I don't want the six shooter Academy just to be a stupid money grab that people do all the time. I'm genuinely trying to help as many people as I can. And I genuinely want this to be a family atmosphere. And I want people to know that not only am I doing all this stuff on TikTok, but I have your back. Like, I, like I, I want, I want people to, to, to feel free to text me, to message me, to, to anything. And, and I, I'll do whatever I can to help. I love it, man. Where can they find it? Um, I forgot that part. Uh, I literally, I have a bio on my Instagram. I have a bio on my, uh, TikTok. That's literally will take you to, um, the six shooter academy.com. And then right there, the link in my bio will take you to the shooting program. Uh, I also have a partnership with uh, ShootAway, which is the shooting machine company. Um, so okay. there's also a link on there that could get you a discount on a shooting machine if you yo, want one. Yo, okay, hold up. Let me talk <laughs> to the high schools around here and myself. You you have an affiliation with them? Yes, I. so, so the funny thing is my lives are what do, does the best. And I do the the lives on on the shoot away shooting machine, which is the greatest shooting machine I've like in the world, uh, personally. And the cool thing is now I just got done videotaping uh, drills that are going to be on the shoot away gun. It's actually going to be programmed into the shoot away gun, so you can do the six shooter shooting drills in the six in the in the shoot away shooting machine. And uh, the, I'm not, like shooting machines are expensive. But if you go through the link in my bio, it's $1,000 off of any gun that you want. That's wild, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, shooting guns are expensive, but in my opinion, every school should have them available, if not more than one. Because uh, they, they are so, I think we lack, to just pull this full circle, Seth, I think after coaching, and, and that's one thing, I, this is my phrase I tell all the kids, I'm like, listen, you're going to have guys who are saying, you got to lock down on defense. You got to do this. I, I believe in that. But you, no one won a sport ever if they couldn't score. Like football, 100%. defense does win championships. Cool, cool, cool. But you can't win if you don't score. Basketball, if you don't get the ball in the basket more than the other time, it's a, the other team gets the ball the ball in the basket. You, if you don't get that in there more times, you don't win. I was like, you got to be able to shoot the ball. Like, period. Sure. Like, you can play as great defense you want, but if you can't shoot the ball, you're literally not helpful. Well, especially, especially in today's game. Today's exactly. game is all about spacing. And shooting is the best way to, to create spacing. That every every team needs a good shooter. Because otherwise they're just gonna pack the paint and you're not gonna be able to do anything. Exactly. And that's why I love talking to people who understand that. Like it's amazing yeah, no. when I can find somebody who understands that because all the old heads are all like, nah, it's yes, you gotta play great defense. I understand that. I'm not like you, I work my butt for, off to try to do that for, too. But 
for all those kids out there that's listening right now, right? So, so, so just, just look at me as an example. I am probably the most unathletic kid that you'll ever meet. I finally got to the point where I can dunk, not consistently. I have to stretch very well to be able to dunk. And I'm not a great defender. I'm good at taking charges. I'm very good at taking charges, but I think half the reason is because I'm too slow to get out of the way. Um, but I've scored over a thousand points in, in college from being able to shoot. I'm about to, I'm about to go play professionally overseas because I can shoot the basketball. Like shooting is the most technical skill that you can learn. And I think half the reason I loved it and and people actually started gaining respect for me is because you could be a gifted athlete, but not all gifted athletes that like, there's not many gifted shooters. People understand how many hours go into shooting, go into to basketball. I shoot, do, I'm doing a series right now that that is killing it on TikTok because I post my shooting numbers that I do during my lives. And my goal is to, at the end of the summer, have a total. So I want to I want to show, and yes, I only shoot on the gun an hour a day, but I do, I, I, that's not just all the shots that I do. All the shots that I'm documenting are just the ones that I do on the shooting machine, but get competitive with yourself. Like I'm not competitive with other people, but being in the realm of being a good shooter and, and loving doing my own shooting drills, I fell in love with being competitive with myself. Like, like it's a game. It's a game to me. Every time I get on live, people ask me all the time, how do you keep your focus? Dude, I'm just counting. Like I'm not thinking anything. I'm literally just counting in my head. Like that's how I keep focus. Like if I miss what no, right back, like you just, it shooting is all mental games. So if you're not a great shooter, find, find drills that you love, preferably in my shooting program. Cause I'll be there to help you. Um, and, and get competitive with yourself. Don't care about other people. Other people can, can have any numbers that you want. I'm not competitive with anybody else. I'm competitive with myself. And that's, that's how I've kind of gotten this to where it's at right now, because I just want to like, all I can think about right now is beating my 144 in a row. Yeah, dude, that's wild. By the way, I genuinely think like that was the first time that I genuinely think that I could actually hit 200 one day. Who knows? Oh, I, I have no doubt that's probably going to happen. The fact that you've been able to hit it over 14 times now too, over a hundred in a row. That's <laughs> it's so crazy, dude. Well, so crazy. That, that whole story is just, is just funny because, um, it, it credit to my mom and, and Steph Curry, Steph Curry is my favorite player of all time. And him hitting the 105 in a row was the, was got it on my radar. But TikTok was so silly because I was trying to get people's attention from doing weird stuff like shooting a tennis ball or shooting a football or shooting on a crate, like doing stuff like that, that genuinely didn't really help my basketball skill. Um, but what I've always been good at is shots in a row and doing stuff like that. And I didn't think anybody would actually genuinely like to watch that. So my mom actually was like, Hey, let's see how long it takes you to try to make a hundred. And I, and I was like, okay, like I'll do, I'll do that. It took me a whole entire summer and I hit 102 and 102 was the first time that I hit over a hundred. And just from there, it's like, it gives you, it gives you a number. And now that's stuck in your head and all you want to do, all you can think about is, is beating it. So then I like, then I like my fourth time or whatever was 119. And that was my highest for a very long time. And I started getting pissed at myself because I couldn't, I couldn't surpass 119. And then just all of a sudden last Tuesday, I hit 144. 
Oh, that's so crazy, dude. So crazy. Just fall in love with the grind. Fall in love with, with like, shooting is weird because you always aim for perfection. Perfection's never possible. Right. But it's fun to try. Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's fun to try. Dude, it's so wild how good of a shooter you are. And I look forward to seeing your journey, Seth, as, as you move forward, not just with as, as as a content creator, but as a basketball player, as you move forward to the professional realm and you and you you know you take your talents there and uh, be able to translate that skill set over there at the professional level. That's just wild. It's such a cool story. But I hope you continue to document even that journey so that we Absolutely. can all kind of see it and and follow your journey around there. So um, we got you on TikTok, Instagram. Click the bio there. Um, you guys can see the uh, not only the link, the sixshooteracademy.com stuff, but you can go to the shootaway uh, link and try to get yourself <laughs> a little bit of a discount through uh, Seth himself here. So all the coaches that are listening to me right now, I highly encourage you guys to go freaking check that out. Get I'm yourself link a shooting that. gun. It's the best shooting machine in the world. The best. Let's go. <laughs> all right. So Seth, I appreciate you joining me, brother. I uh, just wanted to say thanks once again. Uh, we loved it. Now that was a solid conversation. I look forward to having conversations with you in the future and, yeah. and following your content. So I appreciate you, man. Yeah, dude. I really appreciate the opportunity. And whenever you just want to talk ball, I'm always here. Let's get it, man. And for all the <laughs> listeners out there, I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. One last reminder, make sure to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Let's get the show out to 100 countries. And uh, yeah, we'll be coming to you next week with another interview. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.